This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Um, almost. Okay, yeah, I'm ready. Edwin James almost. Somebody, one of my coworkers gave me that nickname, Edward James almost, is what he used to call me. <laughs> Why did you get that name? Did you almost do something? No, because Edwin James is so close to Edward James. No, I know. I get it. It's be funny if you something at work. You almost did something. The real reason he gave me that nickname is because even though we worked at a retail store, I found a way to teach a bunch of high school kids calculus. <laughs> Good job. Out of paper, out of stock. There's friendly faces around the block. Break loose from the chains that are causing you pain. Call Michael and Stanley, Jim Dwight Creed. Call Andy and Kelly. If your business paper needs or Dundamip, then the people purchase paper people. Dundamip, then the people purchase paper people. Dundamip, then the people purchase paper people. Hello and welcome to the Michael Scott Podcast Company, a show for fans of The Office by fans of The Office. I'm your host and sexy temp, Sean Roney. And I'm Edwin Jane's crossword puzzle guy. <laughs> and with us, as always, our producer in the warehouse, Mr. Alex Ward. Do you want to die? <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever seen a bird victim? <laughs> oh, <damn. laughs> Every week we get together and talk about our favorite shows at NBC's The Office. Edwin, have you ever seen a burn victim? This week we're talking about the fire. <laughs> well, that was going to be my opening line, but then <laughs> have you, <laughs> Edwin? Have you yeah. ever seen a burn victim? Edwin, have you I ever mean, seen a burn victim? Yeah, let's keep, yeah, let's keep. Yes, thank you. Let's keep going. All right, okay. All right. Today thank we're going to talk about uh, season two, episode four, the the fire. Um, later in the episode, we're going to do some uh, some listener. Uh, questions and some trivia that's been sent in um super excited for that but yeah let's start with the the fire season two episode four directed by ken quapis who we know of course you know helped develop the show the american show did the pilot Uh, what it do (laughs) (laughs) written by bj novak who is this is kind of a Ryan episode I would say so that's really cool that this one's written by uh written by Ryan um this of course uh comes after Office Olympics and the next episode was Halloween and it aired on October 11th 2005 yeah so before we get started I think we should acknowledge that kind of the idea or the conception for this episode came from the fact that uh we in Oregon have been dealing with wildfires and while we were sitting around with Smokey Eric here in Portland, uh, it kind of came up as a topic. Maybe we can watch the fire where the characters in the office have to also evacuate and deal with. Uh, right. Put their life conditions. on. Yeah, they mm-hmm. have to put their life on pause <laughs> just yeah. as we did for about a week. Yeah. Obviously, we're we're a little bit back to normal here in Portland, but there's a, obviously a lot of uh, devastation and uh, stuff is still going on along the West Coast. So uh, we're not trying to make light of anything, but no. it definitely crossed our mind. 
while uh, <laughs> this episode came up, while we were uh, sitting in our houses. It subconsciously creeped in. Um, yeah, man, I'm super excited. I mean, I don't know if you guys, like, I mean, this is just, this was such a funny episode to me when I first started watching the show. It's got, um, it's got it all. I mean, it's got D- Dwight um, being annoying, uh, Michael being, uh, <laughs> re- you know, uh, inappropriate and a uh, child. And uh, we get um, Action. some really good there's uh, some drama. There's heartbreak. Oh, yeah. There's there's loneliness. Yeah. There's a lot going big on, time. Man. Big time. Management parables. <laughs> well, why don't we start with um, what? Why don't Music? we start with the management parables? Why don't we start with Michael and Ryan and Dwight? Uh, right, uh, Dwight, also loved- known as the Lone Ranger and Tonto and Bonto. <laughs> yeah, or the Three Stooges or the Three Musketeers. Um, yeah, in this episode, we really get their dynamic. This this little love triangle of Dwight loves Michael, Michael loves Ryan. Ryan doesn't want to be a guy here. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> one of my favorite quotes by by Ryan Howard, just uh, one of <laughs> Stanley's the, f- the crossword guy. One of the few episodes that's that really is all about Ryan, or he's like kind of the main plot. There's there's certainly all the stuff with Dunder Mifflin Infinity. There's Wolf.com, but this is an early one when B.J. Novak was still kind of really a main character in the show, and a lot of just a lot of different DNA can be traced back to this episode in the show. It really starts drawing some lines on people's characters big time yeah like uh meredith's horniness gets revealed yeah. in this episode because <laughs> she's movie. like because we're talking about yeah favorite movies and she's like ghost but just that one part that and one she's <laughs> doing there's also a shot where she's just chatting up the fireman in the background uh, oh, kinda, i didn't even yeah. catch that yeah then there's that, that scene where she phyllis and pam are doing who who'd you do mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. guys in the office Mm-hmm. She's just agreeing. Yeah. She's just nodding along with everyone they say. Yeah, no, but yeah. mm-hmm. sorry, back to back to Dwight and <laughs> Ryan and Michael. Uh, it's not really a love triangle. That it's funny to say love triangle. It's not really, <laughs> really a a trio that has any real repercussions in the show. It's not like there's a lot going on between the three of them yeah, ever it again. Close. It's like a crooked line. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's it's a it's a it's it's such infant stages of the office still where Dwight is still looks at Michael. Like he's this infallible, perfect boss, which he's really not. And we see a lot of that when Michael's trying to teach Ryan about business. And we've learned that Michael has never gone to college and doesn't know what he's talking about a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The big, the big character that stood out to me the most in this episode was Dwight uh, in part, because like you said, his admiration for Michael, his friendship with Michael, his desire to be, approved by Michael and liked by Michael comes up time and time again. There's a line at the beginning of the episode where Dwight says, Michael hasn't evaluated me in years. I know. And it just, it doesn't, it's so true for this version of Dwight, but it doesn't ring true with a later incarnation of Dwight, one who's evolved a little bit more. Um, And it was so interesting to watch that this, this, this is a perfect version of early Dwight given a, he has a situation to overreact to, um, a reason to come up with survival tactics. Mm-hmm. Uh, Would having just... your phone make you happier than anything else? <laughs> yeah. It's so dramatic. Would that make you happy? A reason yeah. to deploy his martial arts training. Mm-hmm. Uh, an opportunity to interact with local first responders. Nice or emergency response responders. Time. Yeah. Yeah. We've got some theories. <laughs> and they just walk away from him. That's mean. Um, also, yeah. Jim kind of daps up one of the firemen, I think, when he's walking by. I think, I think 
Jim knows one of the firemen or his buddies. Oh, it seemed yeah, like he see was like a hey. Unless Jim was also <laughs> stoked to see the fireman. Yeah! <laughs> that part when he's, yeah, Dwight's just super stoked as the fire truck's coming in, gives the honk honk. Yes! Um, yeah, I mean, Dwight's a little different in this episode. I mean, I feel like there's just this, like, what I love about it is, like, he he gets this, like, childlike adrenaline from, like, getting everybody out of the building for the fire drill and like the way that he's kind of trying to rough house with Ryan for a while. <laughs> like <Yeah. laughs> He's like karate chopping the back of his head. And <laughs> a couple of noogies. Yeah. Um, and then, and then just like immediately crashes emotionally, um, locks himself in his car, blasts some REM. Um, and, and I, I just, I love, I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's kind of a slightly different performance from Rain Wilson than than most times. He's not so stubborn. He's not so sure of himself. He's a little bit sensitive. Um, yeah, he's wearing it all on his sleeve or his mm-hmm. short sleeves. Mm-hmm. Can we acknowledge that last week's episode about D'Angelo? D'Angelo suggests to Dwight that they'll have every uh, automatic for the people on the jukebox. Everybody hurts is on automatic for the people. Oh. <laughs> Nice catch. Edwin, to answer your question, you, you may not uh, reference last week. <laughs> Please redact that. I think that. you got your point through, but I just want to say you, you may not. Please take it back. We'll continue. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, we get Michael coaching Ryan, and then, oh, and then like we get a Zoom midway through the... Get. Oh, oh, oh. Whoa! <laughs> you got a big, uh, big zoom. <laughs> Try that again. Um, uh, you, the last thing you said was, "We got Michael," or "We get Michael." <laughs> we got Vikram. <laughs> I was, I was, <laughs> I was trying to hit you with the uh, when he's telling him that they're willing to make a buyout offer. The whoa, whoa! Jim says that's Michael. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, but. What we get is Michael, of course, trying to play the role of the mentor, okay? He's, like, just making all these empty statements. You have to play to win, but also you have to win to play. And then adapt, react, readapt, <laughs> act. <laughs> um, but, uh, but then, of course, midway through the episode, Michael starts to realize that Ryan is actually really smart. Ryan drops the question on Michael, like, why are people reconsidering the Microsoft model in recent years? Um, I don't know what the Microsoft model is, <laughs> even myself. Well, <laughs> at this time, this episode com- came out in what, 2006? Mm-hmm. Oh, five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Late October? Of- October 11th, 2005. I said that at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you guys can fact check me if I'm wrong with this, but I I think so. Microsoft computers had been so standard issue in workplaces, yeah. And Apple computers were just kind of coming back. We're only a few years removed from iMacs and things like that becoming mm-hmm. more popular, more in general use. And it, mm-hmm. it seems like Microsoft would have been the standard issue for most workplaces. I think one thing, uh, Sean, that we were talking about this, but how to me this episode feels very not dated, but very of its time, very time stamped. And this was one of those moments that felt particularly that way definitely yeah we'll talk about all the different ways that this episode dates itself um but then but when when michael gets hit with that question he realizes he has no idea what uh 
what Ryan's even talking about. He kind of like, I think he sort of looks to Dwight and realizes that Dwight is not very impressive either in his knowledge. And, uh, and, uh, first Michael attacks Dwight and says that Ryan will, you know, knows more about business than you'll ever know. And then we get this moody Michael in the backseat of his car, um, you know, just kind of like flipping through Ryan's textbook and being like, man, you should be the one teaching me. Um, which is, a, 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 I feel like we, we get a little Michael growth there, which is very early in the show to start seeing those things from Michael. <laughs> Michael goes from the teacher to realizing these things he didn't know. There's another question that Ryan poses about whether or not it's more expensive to retain an existing client or sign a new client. Um, and it, it just, <laughs> I love that Michael corners Ryan into the backseat of Ryan's own car. Yeah. It's such a talk. weird scene. It's so strange. And <laughs> the window is down and Ryan says, uh, why don't we get some air? Michael says, no, I'm good. No, I'm good. And Ryan, Ryan has to, <laughs> to straight up tell him, I'm very uncomfortable. <laughs> and the way Michael trails off on his thoughts there, like the things that he's saying, he's just like talking about, I, you know, I want, I want to gotten to sales to connect with people. And then they made me a manager and yeah. <laughs> and he's like, what, what do you think? Just looks at Ryan really closely. It's a it's a yeah. bizarre, strange scene, and when Michael's very physical with Ryan and touches him a lot, and <laughs> yeah. again, this is a few episodes after he gives hottest in the office to Ryan, and then he answers, "That's what he wants to do." When Roy is uh, at the circle, <laughs> they're playing. Who would you want to do? Yeah, it's yep. just Michael's really making some moves on Ryan here. It's, it gets pretty uncomfortable. Let me ask you guys this: Do you think? Would you have wanted more Michael and Ryan or less Michael and Ryan or the exact same amount? I, I thought it was perfect. Yeah, it it would it burns out pretty fast because it's like you'd get so you just couldn't do that joke for that long, like Michael messing with Ryan in that way. But they, I think they sprinkle it in perfectly. Yeah, I uh, oh, isn't this fun? We all agree. I think uh, <laughs> I think for me, uh, I watching this episode, I thought to myself, I wish we got a little bit more. But because because I thought that that's a reason that it probably was done in the appropriate amount. If it doesn't oh, exhaust Mr. itself, <laughs> yeah, that moment in particular, yeah. he touches his chest. Yeah. It's a couple, it's just a little nipple dip. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, Mr. Egghead, <laughs> always leave him wanting more. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, but it all gets turned around too in the end when Dwight finally, uh, of course, Dwight broken and uh, battered by uh, Michael's yeah. love of Ryan. The whole time he desperately Dwight looking runs over into the at building. them with, with yeah, jealous yeah. wet eyes and just like, Oh my God, it's such a funny part of this show. <laughs> we get him running it. We, we get his like desperate, like, would that make you happy, Michael? Cause Michael's like, Oh my, my phone's inside. And he's like, would that make you happy if you had your cell phone? <laughs> he pushes Stanley out of the way and runs inside. Um, he discovers of course, of course the toasty pita and uh and gets to uh embarrass ryan in front of everybody and michael is quick to turn on to turn on ryan and uh and point out his mistake as well well we also see <laughs> we, we also see ryan michael turn to ryan and say hey call myself yeah phone. i was gonna say that. yes and ryan just ah, what your what's your number that that moment we get a sit-in where ryan wa or michael watched ryan put his number into ryan's phone 
and he now doesn't have it. And then when right. he calls him, it's Mambo number five, and it's in his jacket pocket. That moment yeah. when he realizes it's in his pocket. There's... And he's just standing there. <laughs> Michael makes that face a few times over the course of the series yeah. when he realizes it's completely his fault that he's been caught red-handed on camera. He makes a really specific face. Um, I'm trying. There's a couple other times. I'll think of them, but there's a couple other times he makes it, that face again. It appears the bird was in mine pocket all along. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is, yeah... It's it's kind of odd for Michael for like two times in this episode he like has some self realizations one that he's not that smart and doesn't know that much about business and this guy who's young who's never worked knows more than he does and two that he kind of realizes that he was cruel to Dwight and that Dwight was really the only person that wanted to hang out with Michael and stuff like that. I mean, uh, when Dwight runs inside, he's like, you know, call is he's like idiot, you know, like stop being stupid or something like that. And Kevin comes up and says, what if that's what if he dies in the fire? And that's the last <laughs> thing you said to him. And Michael's like, I didn't say it to him. I said it about, about him. <laughs> and, and you just see it. And Michael just realizes like, ah, I'm the asshole. And then like, you know, and then he's just standing there at the front of the building and he's like, oh, how long? You know, he's he's trying to pretend like he doesn't care. Like, he's, how long does it take to find a cell phone? Like, and he's clearly upset. And when he realizes that Ryan didn't save his number in his phone, he realizes, like, why do I? Like, he kind of is, he's like, you know, gives Ryan that look like, all right, never mind. He wasn't impressed with the Chrysler either. No. I love yeah. this car. He... <laughs> He makes direct eye contact with Ryan. What do you think of this car? <laughs> He's so earnest. <laughs> Images everything. Andre Agassi. Do you like it? <laughs> I do love uh, I love Michael and Dwight. Their friendship over the show is so great. And this is such a funny episode for it because Dwight is appealing to Michael all these times. Uh, and then at the end, you know, Michael is clearly more focused on Ryan, as you said. And then at the end, once we get that, that realization that Ryan has kind of rejected Michael, we get Dwight and Michael laughing together. Everybody singing that Billy yeah. Joel song. That's yeah. the thing about this episode is I think you're right, Sean, that like Michael realizes he's been mean and realizes he doesn't know much about business and all these other things. But then it's completely the slate is wiped clean at the end because they find a reason to knock Ryan down a few pegs. And both Dwight yeah. and Michael desperately need to knock Ryan a few pegs down because it's threatening both of their egos. Dwight yeah. because he wants to be number two in the office and it feels threatened. And Michael, because he's the superior businessman. So they finally get to go, ah, look at this guy. He couldn't even <laughs> run a toaster oven. Like, this guy doesn't, he's just a kid. Uh, and then immediately they reset back to who they were. Mm -hmm. We talked about props that we want from the office or we like that we'd have, that we'd like to have home. The combination of the tongs and the burnt cheesy pita. Yes. yes. He holds it up to the camera. <laughs> yeah, you could hold that and then a fire extinguisher in your other hand. Right. <laughs> One of my favorite moments guy. from this episode is when Dwight walks up to the circle where they're talking about Desert Island, and he, when he starts talking, he just hands the fire extinguisher to Stanley <laughs> so that he can use both hands while gesturing. Oh, that's it's what he does. Um, this, I think I have, I got this as a drop. An incredible, incredible job by Rain Wilson here. Positions desk reference. Nice. Work. Hollowed out inside waterproof matches, iodine tablets. Beet seeds, protein bars, NASA blanket, and 
case I get bored, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. No, Harry <laughs> Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Question, did my shoes come off in the plane crash? <laughs> Question. <laughs> yeah, he uses the two hands to gesture. And look, why this is the first time I realized it, but how funny it is to me that he's he's going to hollow out a book and then put another book inside one of the yeah. Harry Potter <laughs> books, which is not a yeah. small book. Which will not fit. <laughs> I mean, all those other things wouldn't either, but man, it's funny. Well, I love too when he's like upset later and he's just kicking the uh, van, oh. like the handicap van access accessible sign. The and uh, they're like, hey, Dwight, we're talking about favorite movies. And he's like, just kind of waves them off. And then they just watch him go for a while. The Crow. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a really patient joke. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. a great one. Great moment. Yeah. Um, but, uh, moving on from Michael, Ryan and Dwight, this is also a big episode for Jim and Pam, or maybe mostly Pam. Mm -hmm. Um, this is an odd time in the office. Jim is dating Katie, the woman who came in to the office and sold purses randomly at the end of season one, played by the gorgeous Amy Adams. Uh, we kind of see Pam like getting jealous about Jim, which is a little bit maybe the first time there in is, the show. The, I, I mean, a little bit. I, I think mean, just during... like for this much of an episode, it is like Jim is like acting like he doesn't even care about Pam. Who it's a, it's a role reversal a bit. Cause we've, we've watched Jim have to kind of deal with Roy always interacting with Pam and he's nearby. And for the first mm -hmm. time we're getting, Katie calling the office and Pam having to patch Jim through and the cold open is that happening. And we get um, Jenna Fisher, I think does such a understated job of asking my ask who's calling. She, we never see her do that um, mm. over the course of the show. She just patches people through. She doesn't ask mm -hmm. who's calling and the way she does it, she does it to, she knows it's for her body language is like, Oh, this is someone calling for Jim who shouldn't be. And she's just mm -hmm. curious who it is. Oh, is it Katie? It is Katie. And we watch her kind of deal with that uh, throughout the episode. Mm -hmm. And that the cold yeah. open ends with that moment. And there's no joke. There's no zinger to go to the credits. No. It just sort of drops you off right there. It's really weird. Yeah. She says, you can, you can just give her your extension. Yeah. Which, which is Jim would know that. Like Jim it's doesn't a, react it's a little, yeah. it's a little like, like I'm sure that as soon as she said that he was just like, Wait a minute. Mm -hmm. What the hell does that mean? <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, there's a few times in this where we get, uh, of course, we get um, Jim and Pam kind of clowning around. Like Pam's kind of impressed by how Jim sort of takes leadership and sort of gets people to, um, you know, get in a circle and start talking and joking around. Jim and becomes a camp counselor for the episode. Totally. Totally. <laughs> And Pam is just kind of along for the ride. I mean, they go up and mess with Dwight when he's playing R.E.M. in the car. Kind of them, kind of Jim and Pam being a little mean to Dwight in his time of need, kicking him when he's down, telling him he should quit. Um, but uh, but also we get... They make fun um, of Meredith you know, together. Her they favorite, make fun of Meredith Desert together. Island movies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're a little, being a little judgmental, Jim and Pam, mm -hmm. being a little exclusive. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we get this thing too, where like, you know, Meredith says legally blonde and then Pam is like, well, that's a good movie. And 
Jim's like, you have to understand. These are like the movies, not just guilty pleasures. Movies you're going to watch for the rest of your life. And she's like, okay, okay. I get it. Like, um, And then later, right, Amy Adams shows up and says, legally blonde. And Pam, like the camera goes to Pam because she's like, <laughs> you know, like, oh. But like Jim doesn't really have a reaction. Um, and I think that's when she starts to realize, oh, crap. He's really into her. There's a lot of Jim being very charming and engaging and charismatic in this episode. And so much of what we've seen from that up until this point is Jim interacting just with Pam and maybe a little bit with the other characters in the office. But to do this with Katie directly in front of Pam just feels like you can you can feel the tension between them. And then even as it, as the episode ends and Katie pulls Jim by his tie so they can go get lunch. Pam pulls in Roy and kisses him and Jim sees it as he gets mm-hmm. into the car. There's, there's just, I, I really love the way that they play with the tension in season two. It's, it's a, it's really signature for the show. Not to mention Roy does not look, make Roy and Pam's relationship look good in that he's choosing the, uh, the uh, uptight Christian chick. <laughs> My name uh, is Angela. Who? Hey Angela, I'm Roy. Nice to meet you. Just openly <laughs> like, just some barroom oh, hitting right. on Angela right in front of Pam. And then like just watching Pam's reactions too, you just get like, you know, she's you can tell one I mean Jenna Fisher does a great job here. You can you can literally watch her Pam think these things through. As soon as somebody asks Roy who would you do, she kind of makes a face like, "Of course you're going to say me." And then she's like, "Oh, of course shocked by what Roy says." Then we go to Jim and she kind of like does a look like, "Oh my gosh, what is he going to say?" And then when he says Kevin, it, you know, releases the tension and everybody laughs a little bit. But I think yeah, Jim does a great job. If Jim had just stared at Pam in that question and just gone, mm. "I'd do Pam." Just like, <laughs> right in front of Roy. <laughs> Whoa, dude. Roy throws that right cross. <laughs> yeah, here, here comes a sock full of nickels. I think, too, we should acknowledge that the way they frame that, Pam is standing between Roy and Jim. And yeah. the camera goes tight on Pam to show her reaction, even when she's kind of looking down and expecting Roy to say her. Uh, mm-hmm. Just the way they, they frame it is really great. I think, too, there's a moment from Roy where he walks over and he we've only we see Roy so much as with the warehouse crew as one of the warehouse guys. And it's very separate, like the basketball episode, which is just a few episodes removed from this in season one. But he says, can I hang out with you guys? Those warehouse guys are kind of jackasses sometimes. Oh, yeah, I know. It's like it, it softens it, up Roy a little bit, a little bit like you're kind of like, oh, they were all being mean to him. So he came over here. <laughs> we see them like smashing bottles and like. <laughs> we get that little shot of them and they're just yeah they're they look like they look like some some uh street vagrants just throwing bottles around like little kids it's like the vance refrigeration guys with the little poppers yeah yeah exactly mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so but yeah roy doesn't not a great not a great episode for roy <laughs> no not a not a good look for roy um and he'll also be flirting with katie in a few episodes later in booze cruise um, that's right. So that's the whole thing is it's just sort of like uh, Pam and Roy don't quite fit. Jim and Katie don't quite fit. And it's happening simultaneously in this episode. Mm-hmm. And, and, it's, and Katie looks out the window as they drive away and she's, oh, they're so cute. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, uh, 
you know, those are kind of like the big story arcs of this episode. But uh, but what what were some of your other favorite moments that stood out in this episode? I really love the idea that this is in a we, we've touched on this idea a couple different times, but. When you take the characters out of the office, the entire dynamic loosens up quite a bit. When you pull them out of the office and take them to the parking lot, uh, everybody relaxes. Jim can kind of bring them into a circle and play some games. And you can see everyone kind of smile, and they're kind of excited to play these games and hang out and learn a bit more about each other. That's one of the big takeaways for me, um, just to watch them kind of relax and have real conversations and talk about movies they like and things like that. Uh, yeah, and it's, it's, a, it's an early on in season two of – the ensemble cast is still being defined. And so there's a lot of, we're seeing a lot of that in this episode. We're even just seeing characters. It's almost like going outside and talking over these things gives people a chance to say people's names, characters' names to each other. So we just start to get the whole ensemble and the picture comes in a little more focus in this episode. We see Stanley have a few lines. Uh, we obviously see some Emeritus characters start to come through. Uh, we see, you know, they're talking about who's cute, who's not. You just see a little bit of the dynamics of the office start to, they're just starting to have fun with it here. And it's just a fun, yeah, relaxed episode. Everyone's outside uh, talking about who they are, not what they do for work. Yeah. A couple of small things that I loved. Uh, Kevin's tie is way too short. I thought that was super funny. Yes. Um, <laughs> the way that Michael's desk is framed behind him with the five pound dumbbells and the little like hamster dolls. I thought that was really silly. Mm -hmm. Um and the line at the beginning when uh, he says, much advice you seek. Says, Who's that? And the way Ryan says, Fozzy Bear. Fozzy Bear. <laughs> uh, yeah. Really quickly. I, so Pam's Pam's movies, I just wanted to throw these past you. Fargo, Edward Scissorhands, Dazed and Confused, which Jim has in his top five. Breakfast mm -hmm. Club and Princess Bride. Those are the five. That's pretty Solid. Solid. I think Pam's hitting a good percentage on those. I would I would put Fargo in my five. I think that would I yeah, we a, have some crossover there. Breakfast Club maybe too. I love Breakfast Club. That's great. There's a deleted scene where Toby lists off his. He says, "Say anything, Annie Hall." Um, he says, "Toy Story 2, A couple <laughs> others, and Jim stops him and says, "Wow, we had so much overlap. I didn't know if it was possible to win Desert Island, but you may have won." Uh, <laughs> And and uh, it's funny that they cut it out because it makes Toby a lot more likable or relatable. For sure, for sure. Mm -hmm. And we get, of course, the moment when Pam's like, oh, Toby, he's cute. And yeah, that's nods right. Along. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Speaking of Desert Island movies, guys, mm. do you have any? You're going to put us on the spot? <laughs> yeah. What, it, what are they? <sighs> we... We had a quick moment to think about this. I told them, I was like, I'm going to ask you guys during the show. This is as we're about to start. And, they were and like, record. Yeah. 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 And it, we could do a whole episode, but we'll just do a few. Just just say some names and then we're not going to discuss it because we could go down a long path. <laughs> I'll start. I'll start. I am. Yeah, go, I am. You start, you start. I am. I am taking. I actually am taking Fargo. I just I love that movie. Nice. I almost took The Big Lebowski also, but I'm only taking one Coen Brothers movie. Uh, I'm also taking Boogie Nights for a lot of reasons. Oh. One, uh, it's long. Like, I'm going to need some long movies just to, yeah. that'll help. And it's mm -hmm. one of those movies that's kind of every genre. It's funny. It's a drama. It's crazy. The craft of it is, I Paul Thomas Anderson is excellent. And it's just, it's everything. It's hilarious. Also, you know, there's a lot of sex in it. That'll keep me, uh, keep me going. <laughs> um, and then there's. Yeah, good. Yeah. 
before and then before sunrise would be my other pick a simple love story to reflect on oh nice Hmm. I uh, I mean, I have a list that I kind of jotted down. <laughs> I will. <laughs> we'll see how it's this goes. It's hard to say uh, that. It's yeah, hard to make yeah. the picks. I just have um, to make them. Okay, I skew very heavily towards comedies, as you guys know. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> Wet Hot American Summer. That that's uh, yeah. That might, I I was gonna put that on mine. You know what? I Let's all share Hot that Man. one. Let's all take okay. that on the MSPC Island. Okay. I'm taking it too. Uh, forgetting Sarah Marshall. That's a good one. Mm. It's just a movie I don't ever get tired of. And you'll be on an island. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a really long hangout movie, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> a very new movie. Very long. Yeah. Very, yeah. Um, Into the Spider-Verse. Spider-Man. Ooh, nice. I wanted one superhero movie. Yeah. I think, that, I think that might be the best one. Um, I would definitely take... Uh, Wait, I got one. I have one oh, more. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Jackie Chan, Super Cop. <laughs> That's so good. That's a good one. Uh, I would say what Hot American Summer was already on my list. Um, um, uh, Got to take a Wes Anderson movie if I'm going to pick one. Royal Tenenbaums. Sure. Um just because that's uh, that's a great one. I've already seen it uh, uh, too many times. Um, Ferris Bueller's Day Off is always a movie that I Good can hang. watch when it's on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Uh, Twilight 2. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Twilight always makes two, me laugh. Saw 3. Yeah. <laughs> and Scream 4. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we could do an um, all sequel list. Anyway, that's a whole nother topic. Anyways, we, let's legally blonde. Let's legally blonde. Yeah, yeah. Let's move on. Uh, well, I don't know. I mean, is there any any other you know final thoughts on this this episode? I guess I got I have one little thing that I noticed. All the glass in uh in the lobby is frosted um, mm. in this episode, <laughs> um, which is not the case uh, for the rest of the series. Um, in the lobby, like of the building. Yeah, it's all it's all frosted, like so that you can't really see into the lobby as people go in and out. Oh, you're right. That's not um, the case. Later on, you're right. Later on, that's not the case. I'm thinking of Michael pinning Danny Cordray against the door. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> One thing I noticed was that when the camera kind of pans up over the hedge to look past the building, it's completely <laughs> cloudy, and you can see nothing besides the office itself. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah, we get a lot of geography of the of the Denver Mifflin Business Park here early mm-hmm. on as well. As far as the security camera footage of Michael running out of the office, oh, yeah. barely <laughs> people out of the way. Uh, the way he's standing outside, just kind of kicking at a stone or a little like pebble or something, and people come out. It's like he mm-hmm. beat everyone out there by a long shot. Yeah, <laughs> he panicked. He took the elevator down probably, and then mm-hmm. they all waited for it to come back up. Because I bet they all took the elevator down. Because they don't. I know. <laughs> Which is not what you're uh, supposed to do in a fire truck. A couple other notes. We see, we get, Dwight asks, where's Marjorie? Yep. Um, we get some a couple names and faces that there's, in the background, there's a couple members of the office who are not. I, I think uh, Devin with the Devin's back there there's with the Devin. sunglasses. There's another shot. There's another shot. I, I don't have the timestamp. I should have done that. Uh, but there, we do see some characters in the background standing around that are not later in the show later on. But 
that's all my notes on season two, The Fire. <laughs> it's a great episode. I really, I mean, I watched it back. I watched it two times through before before uh, recording this, and I, I it was it was great both times. <laughs> it's a good. Oh, the last thing I was going to mention is why this episode feels of the time. The oh, Microsoft yeah. thing, all the movies they list. Um, Michael's cell phone ring of Mambo number five. The fact that they're not all standing around with their phones and they can be brought together to play a little game. Uh, That's a good point. A lot of it just felt it. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the the reference to LeBron, Kobe and T-Mac all at once. Uh, (laughs) But, but it just felt very, yeah. Images everything. 2005. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 2000. Yeah. 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 Um, And and also the behavior of some of the people are different too. Uh, com- mm-hmm. I mean, compare it to some of the other fire moments in the office, the way people leave the building. It's right. very different, especially right. Oscar, who's on his yeah. phone during this one. Well, uh, Dwight also says, I hope the war goes on forever and Ryan gets drafted. That's He's talking true. about the Iraq war. That was pretty fresh. Yep. Yep. Well, yeah, there you go. The fire season two, episode four. Great episode. Um, let's move on to a little conference room. Five minutes. All right. Everybody in the conference room. I don't care if you are gay or straight or a lesbian or overweight. Just get in here right now. Beautiful day now. <laughs> Do you want to die? <laughs> <laughs> what was that? I didn't mean this to hit that beautiful three piece. Yeah, sorry. I didn't mean to hit that beautiful day now. <laughs> um, okay. So this week's conference room question uh, comes from an Instagram account called The Office on VHS. Um, who sends this being that the office emerged in the last days of VHS. Um, let's see the two and the two did not really intersect aside from the theoretical occasional episode dubbed off of broadcast TV. I believe that the form in which shows are viewed is an essential element of the viewing experience. Case in point, my first go around with broadcast office was on an old school CRTV, CRT TV, not a fancy plasma like Michael. I still enjoy watching the show more on a CRT monitor more than an LCD or LED screen for this reason. I believe it's mm. more true to the form in regards to the original edits. Mm. Uh, I suppose later seasons excluded. I wanted to take this a step further and dub the show onto VHS to see it in, in a nostalgic format not readily available. I now have the first seven seasons on VHS and watch them often. Uh, I, uh, let's see. I figured the wow. world needed to share in my madness and thus I started this page. You can check it out on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I guess uh, the question is, how much does the medium uh, you are watching the show affect mm. how you experience it? So I thought this was a really interesting and fun question. Thank you for sending it in. Um, I've never, I guess I've heard yeah. of people doing this with music, right? Like, no, the vinyls, it sounds better. You got to hear it on vinyl. Never right. heard about this with a TV show. Well, yeah, I think it's like, I get it though. It's, it, it's nostalgic. Like, I mean, I guess for me, it'd be like if I went back to watching it on a video iPod in bed, you know, (laughs) which is how I first started watching the show. Um, But I think there would be something about watching it on VHS on a, on a classic uh, uh, TV. Like, I don't know. It it would just feel like traveling back in time. It just Mm -hmm. feels like a little bit more. um, uh, I don't know. It, It makes you feel warm and cozy just thinking about it. Well, I, I, I've, I brought this up on the show a bunch, of course, but uh, from 2007 on, so that would have been seasons uh, three or four onward. I mean, I was watching it live with people on NBC every Thursday night. Um, so to me, that it had far less to do with the specific 
TV or picture or technology. It was for me that that is watching it with people. That's what the office Mm -hmm. is best enjoyed for me with friends, um, whether it's with you guys at one of our work retreats or if it's just uh, when it was airing. I mean, that was the peak. That was the best way to view it. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah, I think uh, the most nostalgic watching experience for me would probably be either watching on an early version of YouTube where I could watch all of the episodes in three-piece chunks without any ads because this was YouTube in 2006, Uh, or my sort of annual routine of getting The Office season as it would come out and then being able to rewatch the entire season at once. Those were like the fundamental watching experiences for me. Uh, of course, you know, I mean, we were friends in college and stuff. We would watch The Office together. But that's those are the most nostalgic ways for me. I do remember having like one or two episodes on iTunes that I could watch uh, and having to tune in at a particular time um, on a Thursday night to catch it. Uh, and and I, I, I guess I'm curious uh, for you guys, what is your preferred way of watching now? Because I think... There, now that there are so many different ways of watching, everyone has their own way. So how do you guys watch The Office the most often now? Netflix on my couch. Netflix on my couch. <laughs> yes. But I would say we, we watched all of season four together on DVD uh, a year or so ago on, on one of our retreats. On Ryan's Cool Retreat. At Ryan, yeah. On Ryan's Cool Retreat. And that and was the best because DVD best. is my preferred format to watch The Office because of all the extras, the commentary, and then watching it with friends in person. Those are the, That was the best of both worlds. And uh, if I could do that every time, I would. Definitely. And I don't know if I mentioned it on our Patreon episode or on this, but um, when Ryan and I went on our mini honeymoon from our recent uh, wedding. Mini moon. <laughs> um, as soon as we got to the hotel... We turned on the TV office marathon all day on Comedy Central. Uh, and uh. There was just something so <laughs> serendipitous and just about like turning it on and being like, oh, perfect. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. That whole like, slot, like of the week of your uh, wedding, everything you had to do. And then it's just like, oh, man, give me a hotel bed in the office and we're going to just randomly on tv that like <laughs> that's ju- just all of a sudden it's just like oh yeah it's a marathon all day it's like so, oh so yes. how was it with ad breaks again i mean the ads are annoying but i mean you know it, it, i mean streaming everything right these days you're just not used to ads and how how much you have to watch them when you watch tv but um I don't know. There's something nice about it. And then the way that it was just kind of like a marathon, they just were jumping around like, you know, Oh, they didn't go in order. It was no, no, really. They were, it was, it was in, um, it, it didn't go, they didn't go backward, but they would just jump episodes. Like, Got it. and so that was really nice. Okay. Yeah. You don't get that on Netflix. Mm-mm. I think for me, Netflix on my couch is the way I watch the most now, but for years and years, the way that I watched the most was just on my laptop, falling asleep, or um, every now and then uh, I would download an episode on my phone, and then I would just listen to it while I was driving. Um, you guys ever do that? <laughs> no, I've <never laughs> no. That. I've never <laughs> done that. Oh, man. Uh, well, <laughs> now you know a little more about me. Dude, I was just- <laughs> a little something about me. Yeah. Yeah. I was just talking to a guy at work, and uh, I told him that I was doing this podcast, and he was like, oh, that's so funny. I was like kind of, you know, a little like stressed out last night and turned on 
it turned on the office and just like fell asleep to it. Just calm me down. <laughs> it's like, dude, a lot of a lot of people do that. Yeah. <laughs> If you want to do yeah. the opposite of that, you could listen to our podcast, this show, just Bluetooth it through your TV speakers <laughs> or like sit on your couch and just, just let it play through your TV. It'll be the same. Yeah. Do a puzzle or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, what's the opposite of while you're falling asleep while drinking a lot of coffee? <laughs> yeah. First thing in the morning over coffee. <laughs> I have been thinking to myself, I want to do a straight chronological rewatch of the show because I think that's a way that people experience it quite a bit now. And people can give you numbers of times they've rewatched the show. And we've talked about this, but I think we have no idea because we've been watching for a long time and we'll jump around and things like that. I would love to do a one to nine nonstop, complete in sequential order. I'm actually just started that if you'd like to jump on board. Oh yeah. Where are you at? Uh, Well, I started with when we did, um, I watched hot girl, for oh I, well I knew we were doing the fire, and then I re- wanted to rewatch the Dundies for um, last week's episode about D'Angelo. So I've just I just started with season one and got all the way through the fire today. So that I'm pretty much on at the fire right now. Okay, I'll catch up and we can uh, we can do it together. Yeah, all the way through. Join us. We'll get through one season a week. I don't know. I don't even know what the rate is these <laughs> days. We'll go at our own pace. Uh, so we lost Sean. Yeah. Do you want to wait for him to pop back on and then we can do trivia? Okay. Now can I hear Sean? Oh, baby. I can hear Edwin. Everything's working again, guys. All right. We're rolling. We're good Sweet to go. baby blankers. Good to go. <laughs> All right. We're going to keep this quick. I'm just going to do this one trivia. <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing at sweet baby blankers. <laughs> sweet baby blankers. <laughs> Oh, my uh, gosh. All right. Let's do this, Sean. <laughs> let's do it. All right. Let's just do our thing, collect our hardware, and get the hell home. <laughs> this week's trivia sent to us by Corey. Uh, they say, hello, this is a random trivia from different seasons. After each trivia question, there's a Finnish quote from that episode. Ooh, love it. Any Norwegian quotes? Or they're all Finnish? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I hope you've been brushing up on Ooh, your Finnish. Well, Scandinavian right, humor. Go ahead. Season 5, episode 19, Golden Ticket. On what date did Michael come up with the Golden Ticket idea? Ooh, it's in March. March 10th. Yeah, March March 4th. March Correct. 10th. Ah, uh, fuck. Really? <laughs> March 4th? Dang. March 4th. Shout out to the March, March 4th marching band. Oh, yeah. Um, finish this Michael quote. Hey, did you come up with Toilet Buddy? It's a net with... Uh, it's a net. It's a circular net you put inside the toilet to catch all your change and your wallet from falling into the toilet, formerly known as... Toilet guard. Toilet guard, correct. All right, season nine, episode 18, promos. What kind of farmer is Esther Brueger? She's a milkmaid. Mmm. Dairy? She does... Parsnips? She does Brussels sprouts. She's a Brussels sprouts farmer. Okay. I prefer that to beets. Uh, Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, those who can't farm, farm celery. I know. I was going to say celery, (laughs) but I think it was. Finish this Kevin quote. This is a documentary? I always thought we were like specimens in... A human zoo. A human zoo. Yes, correct. 
No, Kevin, you're not. <laughs> when you See, when you were talking about Fargo, I was like, that's what Kevin would say during his uh, abbreviated speaking time. How far did you go, Kevin? Fargo, Fargo. <laughs> he said I was dull. <laughs> Season seven, episode twenty-five, Search Committee, Part One. After Robert California leaves his interview, what does Jim say about him? He says... It's something like, I don't know if I like him, but I want him to respect me. The second part is, but I think he might be a genius. Yes, that's correct. And the first part is, like, I don't know if he's a good fit or something something like that. He creeps me out, Ah, but I think he might be a genius. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Finish this Meredith quote. You pick a crappy boss you are responsible for. You pick a crappy boss you are responsible for blank. For him, Jim. I don't know. What is it? My crappy life. Oh. Ah. You pick a crappy boss you are responsible for my crappy life. You want to tell my kid he doesn't get shoes? (laughs) For once, I'm just like a a well-hung man in his 40s. (laughs) (laughs) Fine. Let's pick the guy with the small penis. <laughs> with small As someone part. who buys a lot of erotic cakes, it's just nice to be represented on one. <laughs> Brings up a good point. Would small work? Small to medium. <laughs> uh, season four, episode five. Andy local for ad. <laughs> local ad. Who does Michael tell Ryan's assistant he is when he calls Ryan? Does that make sense? Yeah. Like senior creative director or something like that? No, no. He call he calls uh he, n- no, he uh, it's uh Eddie Murphy. Oh, okay. Uh okay. calls Ryan's assistant and says this is Eddie Murphy. Finish this Michael quote. Dunder Mifflin limit, limitless paper in a paperless, paperless world. world. Of course. Yes. Season 3 episode 9 Episode 18, The Negotiation. When Jan asks Michael what is wrong with him, he says it's been a weird day, (laughs) then gives four excuses. What are they in order? Oh, in order, I don't know. Uh, Well, he's, wait, he's, that's the episode he wears the mysterious suit, right? Yeah, Yeah, I wore women's clothes. I cross-dress, I accidentally cross-dress. I accidentally cross-dressed is exactly what he says. Uh, That's the first thing. One of my employees attacked one of my other employees. No. Mm-hmm. He. Um, you have the hot assistant. Yes. Uh, James and he has a. His, he makes a Toby jab. He's like, I had a. It's something about yeah. Toby, yep, right? That's, I'll give you that. I'll he's, give you that. Like, I don't know. He says something about Toby. And yes. Is it, what is it? Um, no, there's one more. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you what they all are. If you can get. If you can just your- even get what this last one's about. Okay. It's it's I accidentally cross dressed. Yeah, Daryl made me feel bad for not making uh, any money. That's it. I had to write up here with stupid Toby. Yeah, 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 yeah. Your assistant is all young and hot. Okay, all right. Well, we kind of got there. Yeah, kind of got there. Finish this Karen <laughs> quote. You would rather sit on your couch and watch a Phillies game than go out to a movie with your, your awesome, awesome girlfriend. girlfriend. Correct. Season 6, episode 21, Happy Hour. In the cold open, how many push-ups did Michael do, and how many did Jim do? Michael sets the bar for Stanley to beat at 25. 24 and one girl push-up. 
Oh, is it 24 and one girl push-up? Michael does 25 and one girl push-up. Okay. How many did Jim do? He does like six. No, he does more than that. He, he does, does nine, nine, oh, 19. 19. Okay. 19. He says, I did a bunch of push-ups this morning. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Finish this Daryl quote. Let me tell you something, Oscar. Matt's an okay dude, but he's blank. A, a dummy. A dummy. You guys got nothing in common. A dummy. You guys got nothing in common. Nice. Yes. Uh, Season 8, episode 22, fundraiser. This is the last episode here. How much did Dwight bid on the one year of home security service? Oh, is this the the silent auction? Mm $10,000? Yeah, I was going to say a couple thousand. $2,500. And then, yep. And then, finish this. Finish this gym quote. Not every glance means something. All right, life isn't blank. Downton Abbey. Downton Abbey. That's exactly nice. right. And that concludes uh, Corey's trivia. Thank you so much, Corey, for sending that in. And you at home listening, Good you can trivia. send us trivia. Uh, email us mspodcastcompany at gmail.com that's the that's the best maybe the only way to send us trivia so please do that but you can also call us and leave us a message 503-694-9314 sometimes we like to play the voicemails on the show and actually we're going to have a voicemail episode coming up so please call in with your voicemails now's a great time to do that you just comments questions whatever we love it um, you can also get a hold of us on Facebook and Instagram, Michael Scott Podcast Company, Twitter at Michael Scott Pod, website michaelscottpod.com. And you can also support us by joining us on patreon.com slash Michael Scott, become a Scott's Tot, five bucks a month. You get a special mailbag episode every month where we answer all the questions on Patreon. And a good portion of that uh, money ends up going, it supports the show, but also goes to the Third Good Marshall College Fund, fulfilling Michael's dream. Of, uh, of sending kids to college. Um, special thanks to Ryan Lloyd, who helps us with our social media and designs all our artwork. This episode was recorded in Portland, Oregon over Zoom. Uh, we say it every week, but thank you for listening. I hope you're taking care of yourself. Take care of each other. Uh, we'll see you next week. Pippity poppy, give me the song. Yes, yes, sir. It was always burning since the world returning. Ryan started the fire. It was always burning since everybody was turning. Guys, get a broom. Let's clean this up. Grab a broom. You heard me. Mush. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.